This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Green Bay Packers O-lineman Billy Turner. Billy, what's up? How's it going? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? Good. Appreciate you coming on. For sure, for sure. Going, going back, growing up in uh, Minnesota, how'd you get involved in football? Uh, um, to be honest, I, I was, I always wanted to be like my dad. My dad mm-hmm. played football. He uh, played about five years in the NFL, and you know, he was my role model growing up. My brothers were my role models, so I wanted to, you know, I wanted to emulate them and do whatever they were doing, whether that was football, basketball, baseball, literally anything. It was always, you know, trying to be like, you know, my role model. So that's kind of how I got into football. Definitely, definitely. Was your dad an O lineman too? No, my dad was a running back. Oh, I don't really? know how. Uh, <laughs> got to be you know six six three hundred pounds my dad's like 511 205 but yeah, i got the good genes i guess <laughs> for sure for sure and uh going back to like high school what, what was your recruiting process coming out of high school and uh what made you ultimately decide to pick uh north north dakota state honestly i was not i wasn't highly recruited at all i was mm-hmm. uh I was recruited by a lot of small schools in the area, a lot of the Division One AA schools like NDSU, South Dakota State, Northern Iowa, all those smaller schools that were in the Missouri Valley Conference at the time. But that was it. You know, uh, the University of Minnesota recruited me a little bit, but they never really pulled the trigger. And ultimately, I ended up committing to North Dakota State, and I ended up playing the University of Minnesota, who... You know, I grew up about 10, 15 minutes away from their campus, and we ended up beating the shit out of them. So it obviously felt good. But, yeah, I wasn't very uh, highly recruited and whatnot. But at the end of the day, you know, everything worked out the way it was supposed to for me. And, you know, I was able to uh, achieve a lot of goals and make it to the NFL like I had planned. For sure, for sure. Now, uh, like overall, I know you had a great career at uh, North Dakota State. You guys you guys went on in 3P and you started uh... – I don't even know what to call it. Like a super dynasty for them. What do they have eight now? Yeah, seven or eight, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what, what was it like? Just, just three P and winning it pretty much every year after your freshman year. It was cool, man. It was, uh, it was expected, though. You know, yeah. uh, the big thing that was talked about when I was you know committed up there and when i got to school up there was bison pride and basically the history and the respect that everyone had for the football team back in the day and they didn't have a great year the year that i you know committed the year prior to that but you know it it was all about success and the guys that they brought in the guys that were in my class the class above me and even the class behind me everyone was committed to the same goal so you know that first year I was up there and I started playing we ended up going to the playoffs and we ended up losing to Eastern Washington on a fluke ass call but you know losing losing to them and seeing them go on 
and I, I think they either won, they won or Delaware won. I don't remember, but seeing them go on to that championship game and to see how close we were and how capable we were, you know, to play at that high level, it, it was it was almost just like adding fuel to the fire. So, you know, those next couple of years, I think we only lost like two or three games, and like you said, and we repeated three times in a row, and it was it was more so. You know, everyone on the team being on board and having the same goal and literally doing whatever was, you know, necessary and whatever we had to do to achieve that goal. Gotcha, gotcha. And and what do you think was a time where you thought, like, you could make the NFL? Honestly, I, I always had dreams of going to the NFL, you know, mm-hmm. because my father did and, you know, my brother had a couple opportunities. But it, it was – it really wasn't until – my junior year where I actually was like, yo, I might actually have a legitimate chance of, you know, getting drafted hopefully, but, you know, getting a couple shots to play in the NFL. You know, I, I had got some attention, you know, playing as a true freshman and as a sophomore and whatnot, but mm-hmm. there was nothing that was, you know, really that certain until my senior year, to be honest, the end of my junior year. And that's kind of when everything started going in the right direction and started taking off for me. But, you know, like I said, it wasn't really until those later years of my career that where I was actually, you know, kind of certain and understanding and and knew that I was going to get opportunities. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you were named All-American junior and senior year. So it was one of of those uh, when you got like All-American junior year, was that one you thought too? Like you could be in the I NFL. mean, yeah, it definitely, you know, it's an accolade nonetheless, yeah. but it, it, it helped and, it, you know, it kept the thought alive in my head. But at the same time, I understood that I was at a small school. Not to say yeah. that small school guys don't make it by any means because they definitely do. But, you know, there's a lot more small school guys that are popping up in the NFL now than there were five or six years ago when I was coming out of college. You know, so with that being said, I, I, there was just always a little bit of uncertainty. It didn't really matter what an agent or what a scout told you or your coaches or anything like that, because at the end of the day, you were still a small school guy and it didn't matter, guys. You know, some teams thought they could get me in free agency. Some teams, you know, thought they were going to take me in, you know, the first three rounds and mid round. It didn't really matter. And just being a small school guy, it was almost like a you were expendable to a certain extent. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And going to draft day, what what were your expectations? Like, where did you think you were going to get drafted? Honestly, I I wanted to get drafted as high as possible, as everyone does, but – I didn't know if I was going to get drafted in the second round. I didn't know if I was going to get drafted in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or be undrafted. I was not, I wasn't very certain. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I had good feedback, but, you know, I, I knew that I was coming from a small school and that people were going to kind of view me as expendable to a certain extent. So mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure. Gotcha. It's crazy because I talk to, I interview a lot of people and they, and a lot of them always say like they just weren't sure where they're going to get drafted. Like the NFL draft is just crazy. Yeah, you never, you never really know. I mean, I think with the exception of, you know, top five, top ten picks, they know they're going to go in the first round for the most part, you know. But with exception of those few guys, I think it's, and it's really just a toss up. Yeah, for sure. And were the Dolphins on your radar? Like, did you think they were one of the teams that could potentially draft you? Uh, I mean, I went down there for a visit, I believe. So mm-hmm. they were definitely, 
you know, on the radar, but I mean, so were a lot of other teams, you know? So like I said, you can never really be too sure. I took a lot of pre-draft visits and whatnot. And like I said, it's just kind of one of those things where you just don't ever really know. Yeah. So what was it like getting, getting drafted by the Dolphins in the third round and you were 67th pick overall? Uh, it was cool, man. It was obviously a dream come true. And it was, a. Uh, you know, I was a part of a, a good team. Uh, we, we Record-wise, we weren't good, but there was a, a decent bond and a couple of guys that I met that I'll probably be friends with for the rest of my life and whatnot. So, you know, it was a good experience. It definitely had its ups and downs, but nonetheless, it brought me to where I am today. So I'm definitely happy about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What, what was it like, uh, your first NFL regular season game, like stepping on the field? butterflies and whatnot but you know at the end of the day once you get out there and you start playing you quickly realize that it's still the game that you've been playing your entire life and you still got to go out there and perform yeah definitely definitely and then going into 2016 the dolphins released you then the the ravens signed you then released you three days later and then the broncos picked you up so what the heck happened with all that uh so that that series of events was it was kind of sporadic it was kind of random i showed up uh two weeks prior to a game in cincinnati wasn't expecting to play then someone got hurt and you know said the night of the game that he wasn't going to be playing so they came up to me and said look you're gonna have to play left guard and i'm like fuck i haven't really played left guard pretty much ever you know what i mean but mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like fuck okay whatever so we went out there and we were playing the Bengals, and we were playing uh gino atkins obviously who was a dominant force and he got the best of me i didn't have a great game we ended up losing um you know but i threw it behind me it wasn't a big deal uh the next week leading up to that uh next game i whoever was hurt wasn't uh or he was back in the lineup. He was going to be playing. You know, we get to a day before the game. He goes, oh, I can't play. So then they're like, okay, you're going to have to play left guard again. I'm like, fuck, okay. <laughs> and then um, I get to the stadium, and I walk in probably about two hours before the game, and my coach comes up to me and finds me and goes, yo, so-and-so slipped and fell in the shower. You have to start at left tackle. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I haven't played left tackle since I was in college. I haven't played tackle at all in the NFL. And I'm like, there's like three or four dudes on our line that have all played left tackle in the NFL that are, you know, so one of them was a pro bowler, at, you know, and I was just like, what? I just didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. And I, nonetheless, I was like, all right, man, shit, whatever. So... Went out there, played. We were playing the Titans, I believe, and um, Brian Arakpo. I, I was going up against him all game. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and I ended up giving up a couple sacks. And they didn't. Uh, they didn't give me any chip help. They didn't get. They, they gave me no help. I was out there literally on the island the whole game without any help, which is fine. Yeah. It is what it is. That's my job, you know. But. After the game, I think a day later, they ended up releasing me, and then I ended up in Baltimore. They claimed me, and I got up there, and they're like, oh, you're going to have to you know, potentially suit up for 
the game this week, we're down in numbers, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. And then, shit, two days later, coach came up to me and was like, oh, we had some injuries on special teams. We're going to have to release you, but we want to keep you here because we're going to sign you back on Monday right after the game. And he's like, you're still going to get paid for the week, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, shit, okay, well, send me back home because I got to go pack up all my shit. So I went back down to Florida, and I ended up getting claimed by the Broncos. So... I was cut or released twice in five days, and I was claimed twice in five days and ended up in Denver, went out there and, uh, you know, had a successful two and a half years that I was out there, and then that led me to the opportunity where I'm at right now with the Packers. Now, I think uh, fans in general always forget, like, about traveling. So, like, for as a player, like, what was that whole experience? You're going back and forth all, all around places, and you end up in Denver somehow. Yeah, I mean, I, I it was dope for me because I, I ended up liking Denver. It, it was a, it was an opportunity for me to be in a new situation, to be in a new environment, and, and to almost just have a fresh start. And yeah. you know, I basically threw everything in the past away that had happened, and I just kind of you know started going to work and started you know changing my game and crafting myself into being the player that I've always wanted to be. And you know, ultimately, like I said, it ended up being successful for me. Yeah, so after this season, you were a free agent. Um, so what made you sign with the Packers? Um, you know, talking to them, it, it was just – it was the right opportunity. It was the right fit. It was a team that has obviously been successful. They have a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, and they've had so much success in the past. So, you know, they definitely have the pedigree, and they know exactly what you do to win. So it was obviously, you know, a no-brainer for me. It was a a good situation at the time, and, you know, I ultimately ended up going with the Packers clearly. But, you know, it's been a good home for me and a good place thus far. Yeah, what was it like – I forgot what they even call it. What is, what is the thing they call it in the Green Bay and you guys are riding the bikes with the kids? Oh, I don't know. It's not really called anything. It's just like a, it's a tradition yeah, that yeah, before yeah. every training camp practice, right outside the facility, our practice facility is across the uh, – yeah. our practice facility is across the street. So it basically just have a little pathway and a bunch of kids show up with their bikes and that's how you get over to practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was that like? That was fun? <laughs> Yeah, it was cool, man. It was a it was a dope experience. Obviously, you know stuff I'd seen in the past and whatnot leading up because it's always something that's usually televised and they get images of it just because it is a cool tradition and it's very unique. But you know, it, it was cool, man. It was cool to be a part of a tradition and, and to be a part of a tradition with a team that has been notoriously so successful and so dominant in the past. Yeah. What What are your goals for this season? I mean, obviously, my main goal is to win a championship. Yeah. You know, I've never even been to the playoffs. So, yeah, that's a goal. But, you know, it doesn't even matter if you make it to the playoffs if you don't make it to the Super Bowl. So, first and foremost, that is my goal. And whatever I can do to, you know, help this team get to that level is what I'm going to do. And uh, that's not only my goal. That's everyone else in the locker room's goal at the same time. Definitely, definitely. What what advice would you give to a young football player trying to get a D1 scholarship or trying to make it to the NFL? 
honestly, man, just trust yourself. Trust your gut. If you think you're good enough to play, then just continue to chase your goals, man. Chase your dreams. Don't don't allow outside influences to tell you that you're not good enough because I was told I wasn't good enough, you know, all the way basically up until this point where I signed with the Packers. You know, it's been an up and down road for me, but ultimately if you trust yourself and you put the work in that, you know, something good will come of it. Definitely, definitely. Are you ready for some fun questions? They're going to go from average to savage. Uh, what's your favorite song right now? My favorite song, honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't listened to I haven't listened to any new music lately. I listen to a lot of old music, a lot of reggae stuff, a lot of Motown stuff, especially during camp because it keeps me in the right mindset when you get in those monotonous days. All right. <laughs> what about what? What do you do in your free time when you're not playing football or training for football? in the process of setting up a nonprofit with one of my buddies and I'm also in the process of setting up a clothing line. Okay. So yeah. that's primarily what I've been doing with my off time this off season and whatnot. And then obviously hanging out with my family, hanging out with my friends, trying to travel a little bit, but I mean just having as much fun as I can, man, trying to help other people out. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I know you have a, a different uh fashion sense. So how would you describe it? Honestly, I've been asked that question so many times before, and the only answer I can give people is it's just me, man. It is yeah. obviously I like what I like, and I just have a different vision than other people when it comes to fashion, as most people do. But you know, I'm into the things that I'm into. I enjoy putting my own outfits together, whether it's you know for game day or whether it's for anything. It's just kind of my own, it's my own swag, and I like what I like, and it just happens to be different than a lot of other people. Yeah, definitely. And last one, who's your uh, top five favorite players of all time? Top five favorite players of all time. Um, Well, first and foremost, I would say my dad and my brother, just because they're the ones that Mm -hmm. paved the way for me to get to this point and have, you know, helped me get to where I am now. So obviously both of them, um, Growing up, I was a I was a Ray Lewis fan just because of the passion that he played with and the tenacity that he played with. He always had a lot of energy. Man, who else? Watching the watching the Vikings, you know, Chris Carter, mm-hmm. Randy Moss, and those guys. When I was growing up, they were you know dominant. And then when they had you know Dante Culpepper. A lot of those guys were uh, people that I looked up to because I was out in the front yard, you know, trying to catch sideline passes with my neighbor, trying to be like Chris Carter, dragging the toes and, you know, trying to get him in bounds and whatnot. Um, I don't know if I necessarily had a lot of favorite players, but, you know, my favorite thing growing up watching football was watching the Vikings and Packers games just because being from Minnesota and how that rivalry Mm -hmm. is, it was definitely, you know, everyone was always watching and it was usually a Sunday night or Monday night game. And, you know, you would go to school the next day and just just listen to people just kind of bitch and moan about the Vikings losing usually or the Vikings winning or whatever. It was just always kind of... Kind of a, a fun scenario and a fun thing to be a part of. You got your no lineman? Um, I, I, no, not to be honest, no, because I didn't start playing offensive hmm. line until I was like a 
I mean, I played it a little bit in Little League because I was bigger, but like mm-hmm. my freshman year of high school, I was a tight end and a D end. So yeah. I didn't know I was going to be an offensive lineman until, you know, later in high school. That's crazy. Well, yeah. I appreciate you coming on and uh, best of luck this season. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.